Listener Production. You know, differentiating your business from all the others out there is no mean feat. Sure, you can be the cheapest, but we all know where that leads. Or you can offer a more extensive range of products or services, but your competitors will soon catch on to that as well. But businesses that build engaged communities of raving fans are much harder to compete with. Today's guest, Leroy Four of The Fit Dad Lifestyle, has done just that. Yes, it's a community-minded episode 553 of the 12-year-old, award-winning, small business, big marketing podcast. Well, I say, welcome to a small business marketing show, where successful small business owners share their souls. To take your marketing straight to the lead, now here's your host, Mr. Tim And welcome back to your weekly dose of We're All In This Together Marketing. I'm your host, Timbo Reid. You, infinitely more importantly, are a motivated business owner and you are so ready to crank out some great marketing to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. And that is exactly why this podcast exists. So well done to you for finding it. As per usual, team, there is marketing G-O-L-D, dripping from the ceiling over here at Small Business Big Marketing's HQ. So let's get stuck right in. Hey, a quick update. A really big thank you to all of you who either donated or sent a note of support to Sleep Bus's Simon Rowe. He was episode 551 and he has been inundated. He sent me a text message when the episode goes went out and it was he got in before I actually had an opportunity to tell him that the episode was live. He said, I'm guessing the podcast episode has gone live because I'm getting smashed by emails and donations and texts. It was awesome. You guys are fantastic. Thank you so much for everyone for supporting Simon. If you haven't listened to that episode, 551 is a ripper. It is very inspirational. Uh, another update, a big welcome to all new members of the Small Business Big Marketing Facebook group. We call you guys the Tribesters. There's 1,300 of you now after only a few months and you're all supporting each other on your marketing journey. It's fantastic. If you haven't joined, look up the Small Business Big Marketing Tribe on Facebook and come along. And a reminder to everyone to call and leave a message on the Small Business Big Marketing hotline, 0480-015-150. Tell us what you think of the show. Share a marketing idea that's working for you. Maybe you've got something else you want to tell me. I don't know. I've got a thick skin. Bit of constructive feedback's always welcome. Anyway, enough from uh, the update land or the land of updates, I should say. Now on with the show. Okay, let's meet today's guest. Leroy Four is the founder of Fit Dad Lifestyle, which is a global community supporting men throughout their fatherhood journey. It's such a great idea. I wished I'd had it when I was a young father. Prior to that, Leroy was in the Australian Army for six years. He launched and sold a fitness boot camp business in sunny Noosa Heads, as well as running international fitness holidays where he'd take groups of men on personal development adventures to places like Bali, Thailand and Everest Base Camp. You're getting the kind of idea of what Leroy's like. He's a big fella, a bit of a brute-looking guy, 
Got the tats, got the short hair, but boy, oh boy, he's a bit of an angel in regards to what he's doing with dads around the world. If you're keen to build a community of your own, then you really are going to love my chat with Leroy. His business isn't huge. That's why I find it inspiring. This is all very achievable stuff, what we are about to talk about. He's got 4,000 dads in his community and he turned over 220 grand in the last 12 months but he's doing some really good stuff in regards to his marketing and his offerings. What I like, though, he's in no hurry to build his empire. He's doing it methodically through an engaged Facebook group. He's got a podcast, blog, ebooks, and a range of supplements that he's recently launched, and I find that really, really interesting. Gone from being a service-based business to product as well. And by the way, the audio quality in the first five minutes, it's bearable, it's okay. But Leroy changes microphones uh, five minutes in and it gets a whole lot better. I started off by asking Leroy about his time in the army. Mate, I was actually an infantry soldier. Uh, So I was... Posted up to the 2nd Battalion uh, up in Townsville for four years. And then after that, I went down to 8-9 RAR, which is down in Brisbane. Why did you join the Army? Mate, I joined the Army more to chase, I guess, the, the lifestyle of travel and fitness. So I grew up in country Victoria wanting the AFL dream like every other you know, sports fanatic kid. And you know, back in those days, if you weren't drafted by 18, 19, it was sort of too late. I know these days, you know, you've got mature age athletes getting drafted at 24, 25, 26 and sort of being able to make a career from it. But back then, you know, you get to 20 and it was game over. Now, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? So I was fortunate enough to have a few family members in the military um, and I just kept seeing them traveling the world and always on you know holidays and keeping fit and triathlons and footy and all this kind of stuff. And I thought, you know, what better thing can I do? It's a you know, you're free medical, you're free dental, you get to travel the world and you get paid, you know, half decent wage to basically hang out and keep fit and shoot guns all the time. So, And was that what it was like? Mate, yeah, it was. And it was, it's probably the one thing I miss um, is that community or that, you know, footy club-like feeling because you're constantly around 20, 30 other blokes. You're partying hard on the weekends. You're training hard throughout the week. You're camping out bush. You're you know going overseas, and you know it was it really did sort of fill that void from I guess the footy club days, and you know carry it through. And yeah, it was really good. I wanted to then ask, you know, how did that help you in starting and growing a business? Which I will would be interested in your response to that. But clearly, one of the things you've been very good at with Fit Dad Lifestyle is building community. And that's through your own need of wanting to be part of a community, which we all have. And more, more businesses and more business owners need to embrace that idea of community because we all have a tribe. It might be 10 people, it might be 10,000 people, but we've got to build it and nurture it. So I'd like to have that discussion. But but being in the army, in the infantry, how, how did that help you in, in, you've had three businesses now, how's that helped you? Mate, I think just the discipline and the you know resilience to keep pushing through. So no matter what, gets thrown at you, whatever, you know, struggles might come across. And I think, you know, in the military, you've got to think on your feet very quickly and think of a solution or think of, you know, something to get you out of that situation that you may be faced with um, on the fly. And I think small business and, you know, businesses in general, the entrepreneurial journey really gives you those tools that you need to, you know, carry on. And, you know, like, for example, 
the COVID and, you know, this whole crisis that we've gone through in the last year, you know, mm. it's not uncommon for us in- to Invisible be, enemy. Well, that's right. And for us, you know, to be stuck in isolation to, or to have our freedom taken away from us is just second nature because we go through that with different training exercises or, you know, your recruit training or deployments and stuff like that. And I think it was, you know, and you may have noticed this yourself with a few of the ex-military members you've spoken to recently that, you know, it is those people who have had that service, whether Army, Air Force or Navy, that have really excelled and, you know, powered through uh, the last 12 months. Because a lot of people who leave the Army, the Navy or the Air Force, I hear, you know, you're not really set up to go and get a job. You've got no qualifications. Potentially, you've got no qualifications, depending on how far you got. Um, you're strong of mind. You're probably motivated, but from what I can tell, a lot of them just kind of fall to the wayside and go and get any job and end up being miserable, whereas you, for example, have gone, okay, well, actually, I have this skill called resilience and the ability to push through any problem, which is business owners, hey, welcome to problems. Yeah, 100%. I think from the combat cause, um, it's definitely relevant. Like, there's not much things that you can, you know, you can't, shooting machine gun or a rocket launcher, you can't carry that through to civilian life too well. But, you know, then there are people that go do, you know, trades in engineering or go to ADFA and do the university angle, which do have those skills that they can then, you know, transfer out into the civilian world. But, yeah, the majority of, you know, people go and join a combat corps and, you know, you do find that 90% of them get out with no real direction or no real idea of what they want to do and they will go join the mines or join the police or fireys and sort of continue on that mission because, you know, you, you just don't have, like you have that mental resilience and you have that you know, work ethic, but, you know, you don't have a career path. And um, I think that's one thing that needs to be focused on a lot more by, by defence in the transition so with people leaving. So, Leroy, uh, you, you left the Army around 2011 and you start boot camp Noosa. Was that your first foray into running your own business? Yeah, it was. And, you know, leaving the military, the only thing that I had qualification-wise was the personal training certificate. So I was sort of forced into that that industry because, you know, I didn't have any other skill set. I didn't want to go work away in the mines. You know, to join the police or fireys would have been a six, 12-month process of, you know, applying. So I thought, well... And you're probably a bloody beast coming out of the the military. You're probably, you're covered in tats and the the biceps are just bulging. So it's like, what what more can I do? I'm going to be a PT. Yeah, well, and that's it. So I went to apply for a few, you know, roles at the gym and, you know, went there and did a few trials and stuff. And I just didn't want to be working for anyone. I've just spent six years getting told what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And I thought, no, I'm just going to go do what I like to do, which is um, train groups. And uh, yeah, we started with on the, on a neighbor's block in Noosa Waters there. And then we moved to the beach and then we, um, yes, got, got our own facility after that. And mate, yeah, we, we ran that for about six years before selling that off in 2017. That's awesome. Um, and a business that you loved. What, why did you Why did you choose to sell it? Was there another opportunity had come along? You'd started, I noticed you'd started international fitness holidays during that time as well. So you, at one point you had two businesses going. Yeah. So we're taking groups uh, to Bali, Thailand, Everest Base Camp. And um, wow. yeah, it, it was sort of, 
it was a way to get a paid holiday a few times a year. So we'd always yeah, yeah. take the family over there, not not to Everest, obviously. That was just a solo thing. But uh, we had a couple of kids by that stage. And yeah, if we had a trip to Bali, it would like do the fitness holiday for a week and then get a week sort of paid holiday at the end of it. So tell us about your mindset running boot camp Noosa and international fitness holidays. You've left the army. You're running a business for your first time. Do you look back on that, what was it, six years and think, were you winging it? Did you know what you were doing? How were you making decisions in order to grow the business? Yeah, mate, I think definitely in the first year I was winging it. I was signing up for, you know, courses by different online trainers from America and trying to replicate different models. But I always had that vision for something more. Like I was... I think in my first six months of business, I went and approached Jets and said, oh, I think we should be, um, franchise Bootcamp Noosa and open. we can attach it to every Jets across the country. And like Jets being a, a gym franchise? That's yes. right. Yeah. And like I was six months old. I had no credibility to my name. But, um, <laughs> right. But yeah. But I was just like, oh, I'm just going to go to the CEO because they were Sunshine Coast based. And um, yeah, let's, let's try and franchise this model. This is how we're going to do it. And I think I just always wanted more. Um and I think the University of YouTube, like over the last mm-hmm. eight years, um, and even to this day, we still make our own website. We still do our own podcasts and, you know, product design and all this kind of stuff. And I've got no formal qualifications, no TAFE courses, no university courses. It's just YouTube. It's trial and error. See see what works and see what doesn't work. And Tell um, me about the University of YouTube because it's a two-edged sword. On one sense, there's everything there. You know, like yeah. I decided the other day that I was going to service my broken lawnmower. Now, I tell you what, mate, I am no good. I am no mechanic at all. Yeah. At all. But I got onto YouTube and it was, I can tell you, the lawnmower is a Briggs and Stratton Classic 35. That's the model. I somehow figured out that was the model. I Google, I YouTube or Google servicing a Briggs and Stratton Classic 35 and sure enough, there's some cockney bloke in the back blocks of England with a cigarette in his hand and it's a 19-minute video on how to service a Briggs and Stratton Classic 35 and I'm done and I've saved myself probably 120 bucks from the local lawnmower bloke. It was awesome. Yeah. Now, my time doing that probably could have been spent more efficiently elsewhere but it was good for the heart and soul and I feel better for it. So there's, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a bit of a trade-off. You as a business owner are using the University of YouTube to do everything, to design products, to design logos, to figure out how to edit a podcast um, and it's got you there. Yep. Is this purely a cash flow decision because you can't afford to pay others to do it or are you going to be the business owner that wants to control absolutely every aspect of it at the expense of something else? Yeah, it's not definitely not a cash flow thing. Um, I think it's more control. I struggle with giving <laughs> that control to other people and I expect it at such a high level. You know, and I think I've heard this on your podcast or heard it heard it before, like someone doing it at 90% of what I think I could do it at that saves me 10 hours is a lot better return on investment than me doing it 100% and doing the 10 hours. But yeah, I sort of like things done a certain way and um you know, I'm, I'm actually giving a lot more control now than what I was five or six years ago to other people, like designers. What was that turning point? Mate, just not having enough time in the day. Three kids, um, a business that is doing, you know, X per year and, you know, trying to- What's, what's X equal? X equals about 220 in the first nine months, I reckon. Um, so- That's awesome. 
Yeah, mate, it's um been a been a good start to How's that make you feel? Mate, pretty good, but it's not five hundred and that's where I want to be. So mate, it's just striving <laughs> to that next level. Like we had our biggest month last month and you know, it's good for about two minutes. But then it's just the tick in the box, right? What yeah. can we do next month? And it's just like it's forgotten about. Like you spend oh, a whole brother, month working all, all, towards all it. All I want to say to that, all I want to say to that is, it's more than two minutes. And I and I say this to you um, as I look you in the eye over Zoom, but to any other business owner listening, is you got to celebrate the wins, man. And it's like two minutes is better than no minutes. But you know, go and you know get into the habit of ringing a friend or ringing your wife and saying, hey, guess what? You know, this happened, or you know, popping a bloody cork off a champers or whatever it may be, but I don't think we do it enough. And I think it's something we all need to do more. Yeah. Well, she's got the Shopify app on her phone. Right. So she, she hears it as go well. through. So she gets the little changs going off on her phone. So yeah, she's so, all over so, it. Yeah. Okay, this is, so <laughs> you tw- in 2018, you start Fit Dad Lifestyle and that's the business you're talking yes. about now, which is, which is you know, a, a lovely little micro business that is growing uh, at a rate of knots. And that's awesome. So where'd the idea for Fit Dad Lifestyle come from and and, and how would you describe the brand? What What is it all yeah, about? Yeah. So going back to, I guess, the fitness holidays and being overseas in Bali and Thailand, we were always taking the children with us and we'd be all at these nice villas or resorts and we'd always doing workouts, like keeping fit ourselves. And, you know, the kids got to an age where they were imitating us or we could use them as weights and stuff like that. And we started posting a few of these videos online and, you know, to the community uh, that we had at this time. And um, we kept getting asked, you know, oh, what, what workouts should I do with my kids? Or, you know, can you post that you know, workout regime that you put online and so I can copy it. And it sort of just got us thinking. So I did a bit of a contra deal with one of my clients at the time. She was a photographer and, you know, I decided that, hey, I'm going to do an ebook and I'm going to sell millions of copies because there's millions of fathers worldwide and you, you take all the pictures, I'll provide all the information. And yeah, mate, I spent about six months putting that together, um, you know, having everything in place. And I sold about two copies in the first three months. And it just, I, I think I shelved the Fit Dad <laughs> lifestyle for another six months after that because I was like, what just happened? Like, I've just spent six months putting all, like, every spare minute into creating this perfect ebook that I think is going to, you know, sell millions of copies and make me a best selling author. And yeah, it just flopped. And um, it really turned, you know, a downer on that. And it wasn't till, I reckon about six months later, um, I took myself over to Thailand. It was a bit of a soul searching trip. And I went to one of the resorts that we used to take the fitness retreats, just myself. I just wanted a week of like Thai kickboxing, eating clean and, you know, ice baths and saunas and all this different stuff just to get my mindset right. Because when I've got my mindset right, I find that I'm the most, you know, creative and can really think, you know, clearer and get that plan for the future in line. And yeah, when I got over there, I actually, thought of the name, The Fit Dad Lifestyle, and had a bit of a plan. I created a, a Facebook group and added every father I knew off my personal friends and added them into the group. And um, I just started giving content. Hold that thought for one tick, I want to talk about the, how you how you built it. But just that idea of a soul-searching trip overseas, um, it's such a great idea and clearly it worked for you. I only this morning uh, was speaking to a pretty heavy hitter in the in the FMCG space in Australia, the fast-moving consumer goods. Um, this person owns their own business um, and they 
every Thursday have a blue sky thinking day, every single Thursday. Now, this is a guy who's running, um, I've just said it to he, but he's running a multi, multi-million dollar business. Um, and um, yeah, he has a blue sky thinking day and no one is allowed to get in the way of that. And it's a fantastic idea. So clearly it works. I think we all need to do that a little bit more. So you go, okay, this Fit Dad lifestyle, awesome idea. You like the feel of it. There's community, clearly community involved. So it ticks that box for you. So you need now to start just creating content in order to build an audience, in order to build a tribe. What what content were you creating? Um, I was creating eBooks and, you know, different landing pages that might have like a top 10 tips for dads or a top, you know, nutritional plans or this and that. And um, I just started giving. So I, I think I come off a pretty heavy period of really investing into that whole Gary V uh, YouTube and podcast content. And one of his biggest philosophies is give, 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 and then, you know, take. So I thought, well. Jab, 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 right hook as his Exactly. Book is yeah. One of his mm-hmm. books. Yeah. Um, and I thought, well, instead of creating a product or creating a service, I'm just going to build out this community for the next year or two. And then I'm just going to see where it goes and see what the actual community wants. Because I, much like the ebook, I might create something and spend all this time creating the perfect product or the perfect service, but no one wants it. So I thought, well, I'm going to just give as much information and basically data dump everything I know uh, onto onto these dads uh, from around the world, which the group very quickly uh, grew. And I think it's sitting about 4,000 dads now worldwide. And yeah, it, it sort of allowed me to work out what they wanted and be able to create a product now and also a service offering based upon, you know, the problems that they had rather than the problems I thought I needed to fix. So you didn't follow past guest Colin Breyer, who is um, Jeff Bezos's right-hand man. I think they call him Jeff's shadow from Amazon, um, yep. who is all about working backwards from the, the customer. What does the customer want? And then let's work backwards from that. Whereas you'd kind of worked forwards, which is I'm going to create an ebook and the customer's going to love it. Um, clearly, that's not how things work. Sometimes we luck it out and we get it. But the idea of actually building that Facebook community, providing content, but just looking at the discussions and what were you looking at the language that was being used, the questions that were being asked, the frustrations that your members were expressing, was that sort of guiding you then to create content that actually hit them between the eyes? Definitely. And it allowed me to test things without having to make things. It allowed me to, you know, write programs or give them free access to training apps or eBooks or, and, and be able to get instant feedback and without them having to fork out money to actually find out if they liked it or not. And I think it was that valuable feedback of, you know, what they were telling me, you know, the problems they had, like, I don't have time, you know, I don't have access to a gym. I can't leave the house. So all these little pain points that they told me allowed me to go, okay, well, why am I creating a six day a week gym program that goes for on average an hour when the average dad only has 20 minutes and he only has a set of dumbbells and he hates leaving the house because he feels guilty that he's left the wife and kids. So, okay, well, let's turn around and create something that needs minimal equipment. It can be done from the lounge room and takes 20 minutes or less. So it's like just working out what pain points they had and, you know, really, I guess, reverse engineering those into what I can supply them based upon the knowledge I have now. Yeah, love it. Was was there any times, Leroy, when you followed that theory of listening to what the community wants and then and then reaching out to them and saying, hey, guys, I'm thinking of doing this. 
um, and you go ahead and create an ebook around it or a, a, a series of videos, and then actually, and they say, yeah, that's awesome. We'd love that. We'd pay for that. And then actually you, you get it to market it and they don't pay for it. They don't want it. Does that happen? Yeah, mate, there has been actually. And um, a few people probably listening to this now will probably go, oh shit, that was me. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I've launched a few bits of clothing that like it's got massive, like hundred likes and comments. Yeah, this is awesome. Can't wait to get one. And then you launch it and it's like you sell two in the first week and you're like, yeah, oh. what's happening? Like, so yeah, I'm, I'm very selective now in what I do. Um, and I still put it in the group because I love to get the feedback. If I've got two or three different designs, I'm going to roll with one. Whereas previously I'd probably, you know, put the three designs and go, yep, that's still three. Um, so it, it still is important, but I'm very cautious in, you know, the amount of stock I buy upfront and what I actually do now. Um, to actually launch that product. We'll talk about how you're monetizing the Fit Dad lifestyle brand shortly, but I'm still interested in building that community and that kind of um, that core group that uh, are going to kind of, as as Seth Godin said, you know, says you know you don't have to appeal to every everyone. You just need to appeal to. A, he, he used the word a thousand. Um, every every small business needs a thousand raving fans. I'm not sure. You know, a thousand's a big number for some businesses, but we need we need a small group of raving fans. Was there a moment, Leroy, when was there a piece of content that you created that tipped everything over in a positive sense and really pushed the brand forward? We have had a few a few viral posts like get millions and millions of comments and hundreds of thousands really? of shares and that. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, They're big numbers, man. Millions are, of comments. Yeah, yeah uh, sorry, millions of views about 100,000 shares and yeah like i think one of them was uh recently um it was it was a picture of me with the kids just at Morton Island and it was yeah. like in 10 years time i'm going to be 40 45 with a 14 year old you know a 17 year old and a 10 year old how about you and that's all it was something as basic and simple and thinking i'd just get you know 20 comments and move on to the next piece of comment and it just blew up and even today like if i log on to the facebook it's um it's still going. It's, um, yeah, the reach on that is in the tens of millions. It's like, yeah, crazy. It's nuts. Um, so two things. Um, what do you put that down to? What, you must have dissected. You must have thought about, geez, you know. How, well, I've tried to it? imitate it three different, 30 oh, different oh, ways yeah. since. And yeah, yeah I, honestly, I don't know. Uh, right timing, right, you know, person sharing, like it got shared by a lot of um, pages as well. So therefore, I might have seen it. Okay. So, okay. That's a lot, some big numbers there. Likes, shares, and comments don't pay the mortgage. How did you monetize that no. viral post? Uh, I actually went into my business manager and I started retargeting all my ads against people who were engaged with that post. So I did see nice. a bit of a jump um, in that. But with all the Apple stuff that's now come in place as well, I don't know how that will play out for the next um, few months, but we'll see how we go. What do you mean Apple stuff? Do you mean Facebook stuff? With the, yeah, the attribution, I think the privacy iOS 14 Ah, stuff. So basically in the last week and a half, we've seen our ads just drop in half um, based upon everyone opting into, you know, no privacy, no tracking and all that. So it's going to be sort of a teething period, I think, for another month uh, for everyone in the social media world who are, Paying to play, I guess. Mate, get into the um, small business, big marketing tribe on Facebook. Luke Moulton is our Facebook specialist there, and he may well have the answer for you. He's he's got some, in fact, and he's in the middle of actually creating a Facebook training product on in use it, how to use it to generate leads. So, um, but if you're not in that Facebook, that's my community. 
That's why I'm talking to you because I want to learn how to nurture communities. We're getting yeah, there. Yeah, mate. I'm... <laughs> <laughs>
you are being distracted by a bright, shiny object and had some success with supplements for the Fit Dad Lifestyle brand and gone, well, I'm going to do this elsewhere um, and are being opportunistic um, or Fit Dad Lifestyle brand isn't as important to you anymore and you want to branch out into other things, which I don't think is the case, but it feels like you might be taking your eye off the ball and being distracted. What am I missing? No, not at all. Uh, just an opportunity. Um, so there's actually a group of us. So there's it's four of us involved uh, in this in this process. So it's not like me having to put another you know fifty percent over somewhere else. Um, and w- once again, very early days. And um, yeah, mate, just sort of taking advantage of a, another niche and another gap in the market that. Um, you know, we have, we have established and needs picking up and taking to levels that may be apparent overseas and not yet here in Australia. And um, all will be revealed. We will see. Sounds like a little bit of a distraction, but like at, at the same time, you know, if there's an opportunity there, then then have a crack at it. So supplements start to, um, I guess, bankroll, if you like, Fit Dad Lifestyle. Um, you're building the community. You've got the supplements going. What other ways have you, are you monetizing? The brand. Yeah. So basically that's it to tell you the truth. The supplements and clothing is the only way um, that we monetize. We do have eBooks and uh, the training app on, on the website, but we, we tend to give that away for free more often than not through different landing pages and to our community members. So the idea behind the supplements and the other stuff that is on the website is that it allows us to keep everything else as cost-effective or um, free uh, for the dads that we deal with. So we don't want your know, dads to have to buy supplements and then buy this over here and then spend a subscription over here and do you know this, that, and everything else. Like We want to continue to try and give as much education, support, motivation, um, and content as possible to help them on their journey because, you know, and, and the sales of the supplements – is allowing us to be sort of paid for our time and, you know, allowing us to reinvest that stuff back in there, which, you know, gold goes full circle. So the dads get a tremendous amount of, you know, uh, value and, you know, support and help for absolutely nothing. And, you know, half the community members or even three quarters of them don't even use the supplements um, because they might be based in Europe or America, which we aren't heavily, you know, promoting at the moment in those regions. So, you know, it, it sort of allows us to, you know, really build those strong relationships and um, partnerships as such, and and the community-like feeling without them having to be expected to give anything in return. So, are you giving uh, support to the these young dads? You're doing it via your Facebook group and your podcast. Is that right? That's how they get. They, they, that's where they're getting the value. That's where you're building the trust. Yeah. So. The trust is built in the Facebook group. We have got the YouTube channel, which has a heap of educational uh, videos. Uh, we've got our training app, which which has got about 900 dads uh, on it as well. And we've got like an internal private chat on there and, you know, one-on-one messaging um, that they can have with us as well. So you've got an app. Yeah. So we white labeled a Trainerize app. Um, so Trainerize is a fitness software. Um, we tried re- um, doing it ourselves, but it would was never at that standard where I was happy with. So I thought, why am I trying to reinvent the wheel when I can go to someone who specializes in fitness training and, you know, we, we customize that. So if you open it up, you, you wouldn't think it was trainerized. It's got all our branding and all our color codes and all our messaging and all that is the fit dad lifestyle. But yeah, it just allows us to 
Do you charge for it? Uh, one-off purchase. So they can either purchase for $9.95 as a one-off. If they're in our group, they get it for free. And if they spend $50 on the website, they get it for free. And that's just for life. So we get charged obviously monthly for it, but you know we, we pay a set fee and we can have unlimited members on there. So. And what are those 900 getting on the app? What, what, what are they? What's uh, daily workouts. So right. they get a workout every day. They've got all video demonstrations with myself explaining the exercise and how to do it safely and the correct technique. Uh, they can track all the different workouts they're doing. They can, you know, connect it with my fitness pal and all these different, like their smartwatches and stuff and, you know, track any nutrition that they're doing and, um, add, you know, photos if they want to track their before and after photos and all that kind of stuff. So there's a tremendous amount of value there, you know, and and it's ongoing for, you know, a lifetime value. So One, one of the things, uh, and like I said at the start of this interview, Leroy, I think more business owners should spend more time building and nurturing a community. I know many who hear that go, well, it's just going to take a whole lot of time and I don't have that time and I don't see where the, where's the money, where's the commercial return in that. What do you say to business owners who are ignoring this idea of community and building a tribe? Are leaving money on the table? Yeah, 100%. I, I think if I was ever launched another product, I would build the community up first and do it the way that we've done it this way because I've tried in the past of bringing a product or a service to the market and it's 10 times harder than trying to build a brand or a community You know, once you've launched than it is having that tribe of 1,000 like you mentioned at the start already ready to go. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, it does take time, but you know, if, if you want the success and you want that true relationship with your um, potential customers, then I think definitely going to Facebook and getting a free group and building a community out and you know, giving as much value as, as you possibly can in, in your field is um, definitely worth the time and money. And I think with the the Facebook group as well, I never did anything through my Facebook page. So I always talked to that community and responded and everything under my personal name in there. So it add that a bit more of a personal connection as well. So it wasn't like it was the Fit Dad Lifestyles replying to this comment about, you know, divorce and blah, blah, blah. It was actually a person with a real account that they could add as a friend or direct message and actually have that one-on-one connection. I think that was very important as not to come across as, you know, too commercial or too corporate. Yeah, yeah. Don't come across as the brand, come across as the founder or the person behind that brand. Again, we don't do that enough, yep. you know, business owners sticking their head up and saying, hey, it's me, you know, like I, you know, people like to deal with, people like to have that personal relationship with the founder. Not always possible as the business grows. Do, how much time are you spending a week nurturing the Facebook group and, and the people inside the app? To tell you the truth, the, the Facebook group, is a 24-7 type thing. So I might only be at the warehouse in, you know, in front of the computer. All business for, owners are just hit stop now. Yeah. I'm not do that. <laughs> I've got time 24-7. Yeah, it it really is because once you get different people on different time zones, yeah, it, it just people pulling you from every different angle. And, and you can only give so much. Like at the end of the day, you've still got a company run, you've still got children you need to manage and a personal life you need to continue. But yeah, my, my day sort of starts at 4am. I wake up um, and I don't need to be up at that hour, but it allows me to deal with those members that may be in different time zones and really reply to them or reply to emails and make phone calls. Um, and then I go to the gym at five and you know the day sort of starts from there. But I just find going on there for you know, 10, 15 minutes every couple of hours, 
you know, whilst you're awake, gets the job done and allows you Jeez, to. That, that's, that's quite a pressure. Uh, with the tribe, with the Small Business Big Marketing tribe on Facebook, I'm sort of making at a point of going in maybe w- once a day, different once every second day and just having a skim, seeing what's going on, replying if I need, but, you know, 15 minutes every couple of hours, that seems, um, I don't know, it doesn't seem like you can continue to do that. Do you have support? Have, you, have, have members put their hands up and said, you know, hey, we'd like to to help you out. I'd be, you know, a voluntary moderator or whatever, people offering that service? Yeah, we do have a couple of moderators um, and we have some rules and announcements in that group that sort of explain what we're about and, you know, what you can do in the group and can't do in the group. You know, we don't want any spam. We don't want any negativity. You know, we, we created it as a safe haven for fathers. No dad jokes. My dad jokes are welcome, but um, <laughs> yeah, just, you, you know, a lot of the pyramid schemes, you know, people were coming in and trying to take advantage of 4,000 people oh, and going, man, yeah, yeah, sign up to X, Y, Z and, um, and then trying to, you know, even getting down to donations and, and we help out with donations to quite a few community members, but it started getting to a point where every day someone was running or doing push-ups or doing something for a different cause and you honestly just can't keep up and support them all. And, you know, with that many people yeah, yeah. in there, it's like, well, if there's something legit like a GoFundMe for something that's happened with their family, we're happy to jump on board. But people raising $200 because they're cycling or running 10Ks a day for the next three days, it's like, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned a couple of things in regards to overseas members of the Fit Dad lifestyle. One is, you know, it's forcing you to get up early and, and making the Facebook group a 24-7 proposition for you to manage, which just doesn't seem manageable. And the other one is, you know, you can't, you're not selling supplements to them overseas. Uh, you know, you suppose you could deliver a whole lot and drop yeah. ship it from somewhere over in the middle of America or something. Have you thought, given any, is it there's enough fit young dads or there's enough young dads who'd like to be fit in Australia have you given any thought to maybe niching down to fit the fit Australian dad lifestyle? Yeah, look, we, so when we started with the manufacturers and started the whole supplement angle, um, that was pre-pandemic last year and we'd just come off six weeks in America and we fell in love with it. BC, before COVID. Yeah, that's right. Um, and we actually were planning to move to America and that's why everything was USA focused. Like 70% of our group, email list, podcast listeners, et cetera, et cetera, are American um, because of that reason. Everything that we're doing was American focused. And when we launched the podcast, uh, sorry, the, uh, the products last July, we very quickly had to realize that there's no flights going out of the country. The postage was through the roof. It was taking a month for some deliveries to get there and it just wasn't sustainable. So we had to pivot very quickly. And, you know, we did have Australians in there, but more family and friends that wasn't really pushing out there to the, the general market. And, um, yeah, we had to very quickly grow that Australian audience uh, within there and also with, with the advertising and um, pushed on that angle. But, you know, we're, we're sort of in a, in a good spot now because we are talking with a third-party logistics operator in, um, and they've got bases like, on the West Coast, East Coast and also in the middle of America. And, you know, we're going to partner up with a few friends over there as well and, um, you know, launch into America over the next couple of months. So I think it will be you know, the best of both worlds very soon. What frustrates you the most about running the business? To tell you the truth, probably the social media side of things. Um, look, I, I've made my bed. It's a brand It's a brand I built know. on social media, mate. I know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, to tell you the truth, I'd love to just switch my phone off for a week and just disappear into the, 
and go camping with the family. But I've sort of made this bed that I have to lie in for the short term and so I get some staff and lose those trust issues and actually be able to hand over, you know, the reins a little bit more to other people. And, um, you know, it, it is very time intensive. I don't let it take away from anything I have to do with the family or any time that I want to spend with the kids. But if something's happening with the website or something, a customer's having an issue when it's just yourself, you've got to stop everything and put that fire out very quickly because if you don't, the whole ship could go down. So it's just those little things of always having to be on and always having that mind that is sort of running a million hours, uh, miles an hour. So I think, um, you know, trying to outsource a lot more and getting a few moderators for the group and a few different, you know, people that can start taking a bit more responsibility or whether that's paid or unpaid and, um, you know, be able to do that will be definitely one thing that I'm looking to do over the next 12 months and, you know, try and regain some of that time back. Do you have a mentor? Yeah, I, I would say yes. My current business partners, um, are definitely, I, I'm on the phone to them every day and, you know, we're, we're talking and, you know, plans of the future, plans now. And um, yeah, so prior to that, no, I, I didn't. Um, but I would say definitely in the last 12 months, I've learned so much more about not only the space that we're playing in, but about business and social and that, that, you know, I would not have been forced to learn or be, be forced to level up and sort of get to that stage, um, you know, and more, I think from the business structure point of view, so from the legality side of things, from having proper accounting practices, having, you know, the trademarks and all the, you know, different companies that you need for your IP, all this kind of different stuff. And I think it's very quickly forced me to level up from that angle, from actually running it as a proper business rather than just a little side hustle. Mm. Yeah, it feels like it, that whole control thing for you, and I, I wasn't planning on this being a coaching call and tell me to shut up if I'm, you know, <laughs> you know, get going too far, but that control thing for you is is just feels like it's stopping you, you know, like from actually, yeah, you know, creating, because I love the idea of Fit Dad Lifestyle as a brand, as a brand name, um, as a mission, what you're doing, having been a dad. Oh, no, I still have a dad, actually. They just happened to be older. Yeah. <laughs> My youngest is 21 today. So it's like, you know, they're older. But, you know, as, as young dads, I've experienced the pain and I've seen other dads, my nephews and other family friends, you know, experience that. But so you're onto something, you know, you really are. And, yeah, definitely. And I I don't know, I just think, you know, your that control aspect is kind of limiting you from from growing but I could also take the other aspect, and because you've been in the military and you've had blokes yelling down your neck telling you to pull your bloody socks up or get out and, you know, all that kind of stuff, you're probably yeah. tough enough to take it. But it's like, to me, I want to say it's like, how dare you not get this brand greater coverage and reach? And, you know, every single young dad in Australia should know about it, right? It's like you're doing them a, disju you're doing them a disjustice by... Not not allowing that to happen, and you're doing yourself a disjustice because you know the brand. And I'm not, you know, you might not want to build an empire, but you know, it's just it's a it's a brand that is needed. That's that's kind of my that's the feeling I have. Well, I think it's sort of given us a good standing point, and and I'll tell you of what we've implement, implemented in the last couple of months. But by doing everything that we have done myself personally, I know absolutely every aspect of the business from the back end of the tech to the product to the formulation to everything like there is nothing that i do not know about 
this business. And recently I had a, I, I employed a, a branding guy who's gone through and fixed all our website and our thank you cards. And he redesigned all our packaging and uh, the sachets and all this. And now he's sort of on a, a weekly retainer, basically taking away my, you know, attempts on Canva to create something. And he's turning those sort of mock-ups into, you know, masterpieces. And so, yeah, I have outsourced, I guess, the branding and graphic design element now, which is actually quite a bit. And he's helping out with marketing. He's got access to the website so he can go awesome. on and update stuff straight away. And then recently I hired a, a Clavio, so an email marketing um, expert as well. And she's gone through and completely transformed all my email marketing, my templates, my flows, my awesome. you know, abandoned card and all this. So yeah, it is something that- And have both those appointments been successful for you? Have you, been, have you felt comfortable letting go? Mate, they've been huge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, at the time it's like, geez, is it really <laughs> worth this money? Is it, you know, this is quite a bit to let go of and, you know, I can just do what they're going to do anyway. But then once they come through with the results, you go, geez, I would have paid four times to have this because what I'm thinking is- you know, justifiable and, you know, gets a tick in the box. They've just gone above and beyond and just taken things to another level. And um, yeah, it's something that now I can start, you know, outsourcing a little bit more and, you know, lose control of a little bit here and there and um, not have to keep it as, as sort of my little baby. Yes. I can sort of allow other people who are experts in their field to come in and help us grow because we do want to take it to that level where- Are, are, are you crystal clear in your mind where you add the most value in your business? Yeah. So I actually see the Fit Dad Lifestyle as more a content and media machine than anything else. Um, obviously, we've got the supplements there, yeah. you know, that help support that side of things, but we are really, you know, that thing that is giving motivation, education, support through, you know, video podcasts, posts, emails, you know, every day and all these different things that is just giving value. And I actually think that that's, you know, what we're you know, really good at and where we're really strong. And, you know, to do that, we supply, you know, all these different options as cost effective or, or completely free. So I think that that's probably where we're at. Yeah, got it. Yeah, that, that just going back to you mentioned Gary V with the jab, 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 right hook <clears throat> uh, philosophy, which is an awesome philosophy. It basically means a jab is a give, um, and and a right hook is an ask. And I think Stephen Covey or Covey, the late Stephen Covey, who wrote the Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, also talked about depositing into the emotional bank account of your customer. Because the more you deposit, when it comes time to put your hand out and ask for the sale, you got such a great big balance of emotional support. Yep. And I talk about the concept of helpful marketing for exactly that reason. Be helpful in your marketing. You know, use your marketing to solve the problems of your customers and prospects. And if you do that, they can make a more informed purchase decision. Price is going to become less sensitive, and you're going to be develop trust in them. Well, they're going to be they're going to have developed trust in you, so they're going to buy from you. So it kind of works that way. So I like the whole, that whole idea of you talking about the Fit Dad lifestyle as being a content and media machine because that's where, yeah, that's where the value is. You know, there's no shortage of supplements. No. There's no shortage of hoodies and bloody caps that you can buy from other brands. So why are people going to buy from you? Because they're going to trust you and they're going to want to wear your brand or consume your brand. And so, yeah, that's the good thing. And that's back to my question. That's what you're particularly good at is creating the content and, and solving yep. the problems that your members are identifying. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, it's something that really gives us passion. Like, and I think, you know, three years ago, 
I was one of those people on the social media where everything had to be perfect. It was the perfect post. If it didn't get the perfect lights or the comments, it was still, you know, like it was really in that mindset. But now I'm quite happy to pick up the phone as I'm out walking the dog and rant down the phone for a minute against, you know, whatever topic and just be real. And it was when I started actually being a lot more real and true to myself, I actually noticed that you know, the re- engagement and the actual response and, you know, the following grew because they weren't just seeing a, you know, smoke and mirrors on the mm. side. They were actually seeing the real person behind the brand. Be real, brother. It's all about being real. 100%. No one wants to, you know, no one wants to be sold to. No, that's right. That's awesome, man. Well, listen, fit dad, thefitdadlifestyle.com is where you'll find Leroy. You'll find him on Facebook. Is it Fit Dad Lifestyle Australia? Uh, no? No, it's just the Fit Dad, the fit dad Lifestyle, lifestyle. Um, on Across all the socials, uh, we have got the Fit Dad Lifestyle community on Facebook as well, which is our group. Awesome, bud. Well, uh, you're doing a good job. And I, what I love about it is that there's so much more to come. You know, if I, I reckon if I chatted to you and let's, you know, let's chat in two or three years' time, that that those 4,000 dads that are currently there will be 40, maybe 400,000 dads because, again, you know, it's a brand that's needed and well done to you for, for bringing it to the marketplace. Good luck, Leroy. Mate, highly appreciate the chat. Thank you. Well, there you go, team. Fit Dad Lifestyle founder, Leroy Four. Did you enjoy that? I certainly did. Like I said, you know, like he's, he's yet to build an empire, but he's going about it the right way. Here's what grabbed my attention from that chat with Leroy. Attention grabber number one. I love how Leroy just started providing quality information in order to build his community. It's what my book, The Boomerang Effect, talks about all the time. Be helpful. Like I say on the cover, why being helpful in your marketing returns you more customers and makes you more money. It's what you want to do. Attention grabber number two. I love Leroy's phrase, the university of YouTube. We can all benefit from it, both by finding tutorials and how-to videos to help us solve problems. Plus, as a business owner or marketer, you should be creating these types of videos for your prospects and your customers. They're great at helping you rank well, plus they'll help all your prospects make a more informed purchase decision, often in your favour. That's got to be a good thing. Attention grabber number three. I love how Leroy took soul-searching trips overseas in order to get his mindset right. We all need to do a bit of that. When was the last time you found some quiet time to reflect, re-energise and get creative about that precious business of yours, huh? What? Never? Really? Some of you were saying, like, not in the last 12 months? Really? Maybe it's time to stop and put on a thinking cap. A bit of reflection time is important. That's what grabbed my attention. Write down this number and call me after the show's over to tell me what grabbed yours. Plus six one four eight zero zero one five one five zero. Just like listener Isabella did. Kimbo, been wanting to call the business hotline for so long now, and I finally worked up the courage after seeing your post on the business tribe on Facebook. Um, my name's Isabella, and I'm a full-time marketing manager up at Sydney. But on the side, my family actually runs two Italian cafes, gelaterias, and restaurants down the south coast of New South Wales in Gerringong and Kabara Beach called Italian Bambinos that I do all the marketing for. Uh, if you want to check it out, we're on Instagram and Facebook and our website is italianbambinos.com.au. My sister is actually a patisserie chef who bakes our traditional Italian sweets for the cafes 
and my dad was a CEO and worked for a corporate for over 20 years before deciding he wanted to go into hospitality and make a sea change. I actually stumbled on your show looking to improve my knowledge about business and marketing last year after COVID um, as we had to quickly change our cafe into a restaurant that suddenly did takeaway and deliveries. Uh, and I can't thank you enough. I'm totally in love with your podcast. It's so inspiring. And I listen to it on my commute to and from work every day. The guests you have on are fantastic. I love hearing how they grow their businesses into empires and it's marketing G-O-L-D. As you can tell, I've listened to so many shows, I've learned all the lingo. Your podcast has also inspired me to start my own small business that is very niche, targeting consumers with a certain breed of dogs. I was actually a bit worried about starting such a niche business at first, and it seemed crazy. Um, but after listening to your latest podcast with Kate Reed um, and how specialised her croissant business is um, and focusing on one certain pastry, um, it's just driving me to launch my little empire even faster. I'm still developing the products and finishing my website, but it's coming together great and I can't wait to share it in the near future with you. Thanks, Timbo. Can't wait to hear more amazing podcasts from you soon. Keep up the good work. Bye. Hey, thank you so much, Isabella. Well done for finding the courage to call. It wasn't that scary, was it? You got a great energy. Hey, you ever sounded like it was a breeze leaving that message. And good luck to you with the new business idea targeting owners of a certain breed of dog. I do love a good niche, Isabella, and that sounds like a particularly good one. So I wish you well in that. I'm glad my little podcast has been some inspiration along the way. Everyone else, do what Isabella did. Call the Small Business Big Marketing Hotline and leave me a message. 0480-015-150. Next episode, we catch up with world-leading naming expert Alexandra Watkins, who'll share her tried-and-tested process for coming up with what she calls sticky names, or names that stick. Plus, she's agreed to review the names of 10 lucky small business big marketing Facebook group members' businesses. Pretty cool. Uh, Membership really does have its privileges, clearly. If you're not a member of the group, be sure to get on Facebook and look up the Small Business Big Marketing Tribe. It is free. You can also grab a copy of my book, The Boomerang Effect, over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. If you're loving the show, then you'll find 552 more episodes on your favourite podcast app. This podcast was presented by me, Timbo Reed. The music beard was written, sung, produced by Lockie Doley, the legend, and then all component parts herded together into a digital holding pen and hammered together by producer Dave Zulawinski. Thanks, Dave. Until next time, team, thank you so much for tuning in. May your marketing be the absolute best marketing. Bye for now. Listener.